0: Much like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, real life has a lot of twists and turns you don't expect. But, much like JoJo's, we always make a comeback. Welcome everyone to the Anime Secrets to Classify JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast. I am joined today by Anthony Davis and Connor the H-Man.
1: Hi. Howdy, folks.
0: And today, we finally see it. We finally see the meme thing in action of King Crimson and we see how it finally works. Everyone, what did you guys think about uh, the King Crimson episodes? Scary, but also enjoyable.
1: It really showed me why one of my friends said that uh, King Crimson is their favorite stand. In addition to just the fact that, I mean, you know, King Crimson is an excellent band, uh, One of the greatest prog groups out there. Um, And in fact, the the funny thing is, this kind of coincided with King Crimson releasing all of their music on Spotify. Which before, they were very staunchly, we only want people buying physical albums. We won't do anything online. We won't release digital stuff on Amazon. We won't do it. You know, anywhere. Officially. Um, now all of a sudden they're doing that. I don't know, maybe it's a JoJo conspiracy. But, uh, yeah, I love the design. Super brutal. Super, much, like, had me on the edge of my AC, I'm still worried about uh, Bruno. Also, the st- the standability, like, Seeing it explained, that's crazy. Right.
0: Yeah, it's uh from what some of my other friends have told me, it they David Productions, like they typically do, it seems like now, went out of their way to try as best as they can to explain how King Crimson actually works. And when you see that kind of explained to you, you're like, Oh, so this is you don't want to be near him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's just like those couple of seconds gone, Mm-hmm. which could be, which usually is your reaction time to defend yourself from an attack, mm-hmm. and that's what happens to Bruno. He's thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna go and punch this guy," but and it's, and it's not even just as simple as he saw what was happening. It was. King Crimson straight up saying, you know what? Since you made it this far, I'm going to tell you how this stand works, because I'm probably going to kill you with it. Pretty much. And he straight up says, King Crimson erases time. That is its ability. Those couple of seconds, gone. Yeah, You go from one point to the next without even realizing it. It's sort of like that
2: episode of Futurama where time just kept jumping forward without anybody realizing what was going on. It's kind of like that.
0: Uh, To me, it's uh, uh, a little bit off-kilter, but Modern Warfare Remastered was the free game for PlayStation Plus members last month. Mm -hmm. And so I was playing it, and if you ever get into a laggy match, you're like, standing, like, next to a container one minute, and a few seconds later you jump around to another area, but you had already been shot, and the kill cam shows you? In the back of my mind, I'm like, man, did the game just King Crimson me right now or something? Like, what the heck? Now,
1: see, that's just time-honored modern warfare uh, Call of Duty 4 original, you know, that's just time-honored shit that would happen whenever you
0: played
1: that game. Yeah. From what I remember.
0: But yeah, I'm just like I'm playing I'm like, yeah, no, so yeah. this is what it's like to get King Crimson right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> fucking leg camper bullshit. Somebody active I want a stand whose ability is fucking Valve Anti-Cheat. <laughs> <laughs> just bans you, like fucking kicks you the fuck out of the universe, like puts you in its own version of the turtle, but it's like fuck you, you have to sit here forever because <laughs> you're being a <the> dick. <laughs> You have to appeal to get your stand unbanned.
0: So, the real question is, was anyone actually shocked that the boss wanted to kill his own daughter?
1: No. I wasn't shocked. I kind of expected maybe he would try something else. Like, oh, I'm going to keep you around for a bit and then kill you if I get suspicious, but... The idea of him just being like, "No, I'm just gonna kill her." Like, yeah, I figured he was gonna do one yeah. of those two things.
0: Yeah, because like I wanted to be shot, but at the same time, I'm like, I kind of felt like this is where it was going.
2: Yeah, because had this gone like the way that Bruno and the other stuff was gonna happen, part five would have been over. To be honest
1: with you, yeah, know,
2: maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, um,
1: if it excuse me, if it would have gone differently, and the boss weren't you know an ass,
0: psychopath, he would have
1: been like, "Okay, I'm gonna tuck Trish away. You go deal with the assassins."
2: Oh, what's left of them? Oh, what's left of them anyway? Mm-hmm.
0: All one of them? Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely.
1: So I, I don't know. I a... still kind of felt he would've... I still, for whatever reason, kind of felt he would've been like, oh, I'm going Not that he wouldn't be nefarious, but again, like, I'm gonna keep Trish around for whatever reason, maybe because he wanted to see what her stand would be. Yeah. Or something. Or maybe he already knew. I don't know. Right. Um, I guess, to me, it's... We'll get to that bridge. We'll cross that bridge when we get there.
0: Yeah. Foreshadowing right. uh, but no I to me, I guess I shouldn't have been shocked just because throughout you know, every time they mention the boss they're always talking about how he's trying to leave no trace behind mm-hmm. you know he's doing everything he can to kind of hide himself, and so the fact that he would get rid of what i 'm assuming is his only known blood relative at the moment like didn't shock me, and I felt it should have been something they the gang should have seen coming. And I think Bruno, like in the lead up to that, was like, had just like that sneaking suspicion, which shouldn't make was, it turns. Yeah, but which it should shouldn't it make him, him go going like, against the boss surprising either. But Yeah.
2: Cause they were going to like try to, you know, get rid of him anyway. Well, at least Bruno and Jorno secretly were trying to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. The other was just like, oh, we're just going to, you know, do what the boss wants us to do. And then live luxuriously, and I'm happy. After that's
0: it. Rolling that gangster dough, right? No, definitely. And yeah, that King Crimson uh, sticking fingers fight. It's like the first half, you think, "Oh my goodness," like you can maybe keep up with it. And then you see King Crimson's powers, and you're like, "Oh no." Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we had a conversation about this, uh I think, in one of our last podcasts where I'm like, you know, if someone gets donated in this show, th- it, their likelihood of survival is not good. And how Blamo. we ended that first episode, blammo, blammo. And then as soon as I saw that, instead of letting the ending play, I just went to YouTube and found that... uh Clip where something is bad is about to happen, and it goes like "do doo doo do." We'll be right back. <laughs> I'm like, man, I just had to open my mouth and curse this boy right here. Right. So, poor four shames. So that was the well. To part. be fair, okay. could
1: you have actually done that if? King Crimson was already three seconds ahead of you.
0: I guess in that regard, I've already done that. The results have been already been set. Uh, but that was the uh, first part. The second part, you know, I think I don't know what Bruno's made out of that he kept fighting with that hole in his stomach. a lot like, of
1: termination.
0: Like, that is some raw something, because, who man! Just kept getting up, and, you know, that small exchange they had, where it's like, both of them are essentially thinking five moves ahead of the other one. We got some real 4D Galaxy Brain Chess playing right now. It was <laughs> an intense fight. It was.
1: And it wasn't even... Um, I mean, at the end of it, it wasn't even um, uh, Bruno trying to fight him. It was like, okay, shit, I got to get out of here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You realize, like...
1: So he was making an escape.
0: You realize, I have a hole in my stomach. I'm unmatched by this guy. I need to find a way in. First, it was uh, Sticky Fingers, uh, freaking trying to take him down into the sewers. And then he ends up at the top, and then uh, the boss ends up at the top of the stairs. And then it's like, oh, he's trying to punch me with that. I'm going to step aside, and Bruno goes like, no, that's what I wanted to do, you to do. Turns the column into a zipper and just, like, zip lines his way out of there.
2: All right.
0: Like, whew, ingenious fight stuff right there. And all the while, everyone else is outside, it goes- and... I like the fact
1: that that was kind of a throwback to the good old Joseph Joestar school of a run the hell away. Mm-hmm. Because escape is always a tactic. And in JoJo's, they're very good at coming up with cool ways to escape a situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Honestly, you know... Escape is uh, sometimes the best strategy to do. There's no shame in that. No. I
1: mean, I wouldn't want to screw around with King Crimson either, because the fact that he's as strong as the world, apparently, like... I mean, I- I'll straight up say, when he punched right through Bruno, I thought Bruno was gone for
0: right uh, I, i thought so too which is why i said like what the heck is he made of that he kept going yeah. up like cackling like got punched through he was done like he yeah. could maybe do he only did like one emerald splash but he was done yeah like man, if they can sell determination in a yeah. bottle, I'll take two 12-packs, yep. please.
1: But hey, he managed to make it over. He makes it back to the crew.
0: Mm-hmm. And I... Because we it, it get to an interesting part here. The boss retreats, because he's like, okay, one stand user I can maybe take on, but four other, or three, four others, not so much. Yeah.
2: Because but, if you can use the you can you can't use the King ability on multiple people at, multiple people at once. You gotta only use it against the one person you're fighting against. Because if somebody else is like especially a long range stand user tries mm-hmm. to attack you, he's definitely screwed.
0: Mm-hmm. But it comes up to an interesting point because you know I I don't know what is up with him, but I don't know if it's like an after effect of Giorno's ability or what it is, but we saw the spirit goes to Bruno at the end. Oh, there. no.
2: Um, Bruno didn't just get like done a hole. That's not what ended him because he used sticky fingers to like like shape a hole around it, but he, it was weird because you see the blood. You're thinking, okay, he got uh, got you know, thrust through, through, the, through the stomach, but he ended up using sticky fingers to kind of like uh diverge the attack. And then afterwards he gets tapped again, he his his like freaking um
0: oh his shoulder. shoulder
2: shoulder to like down to his chest gets split and that's what happens.
0: Right, but no I'm talking about like after Giorno heals Bruno, we see oh, okay. Bruno's ghost.
2: Yeah, you just see Bruno's like,
0: ghost. You see the angel ghost pop up like just for a second and I know they've thrown that out of the fake before with Joseph but like Usually, when you see that ghost, you're going to die. They're done. I think
1: what it was, my theory is that King Crimson fast forwarded enough that he died, but only for a second. And maybe for whatever reason, there was a limitation that didn't allow it to stick. Yeah, it's like, a, it was the possibility of him dying.
0: Yeah, it's a weird situation with them. Because I think even Giorno says, like, he still couldn't hear his heartbeat. And then, like, at the end of the episode, like, I think he had, like, a hole in his hand, but he straight up just wasn't bleeding.
2: Yeah, because, like, he, his hand got stuck in some kind of, like, needle or, like, something picked his, his hand, but no blood was coming out of it.
0: So that whole situation is just like, man, I, I don't know if he's actually going to be able to make it through all. Because I, I just don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, man, I'm expecting this guy to die when I don't know. But, right. but the sooner I accept the fact, the less I'll cry when it does, if it does happen cuz it ain't looking good for him
2: yeah. maybe and, it's so like like a delay in his actual like departure uh, is what i'm guessing it's like oh yeah you're you're supposed to die like no 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 not yet not yet not yeah. yet
0: like i said like i don't know if it's just like an after effect of uh, Giorno's ability to give life or what but man like for all intents and purposes like I think Bruno should be dead right now. The fact that he's still walking, I'm like, man, Araki, I'm, expect- I'm-, I'm expecting a pretty good explanation for this. Because he went through what would kill even a main character. Yeah. And so we get to the final scene where uh, Bruno says, I'm not forcing anyone to go with me, but uh, yeah, I'm going to take down the boss. Uh, did you think anyone was gonna stay behind or did you think it, a- everyone was gonna go with them? It well, bef-
2: this is before I even like read what happened in the manga. At, at one point I was thinking to myself, like half of them are prob- it's like fifty fifty. Half I'm probably gonna probably gonna like stay behind. The other half gonna are gonna like, just, you know, go and like help and help out whatever. But I didn't expect it to be like a eighty to ten ratio of of whoever who will stay behind, I was like, wow, I did not expect that at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And one thing people might didn't might realize because it's not really a spoiler. It's just like it's just like background why he why uh, Fugo was the only one. Well, should I, can I talk about can I talk about the Fugo leaving, or is it just too early to talk about it right now?
0: No, like we're literally at that point of the episode right now. So like.
2: The reason why Bruno, uh Fugo is the only one that like is less is left behind, is because Araki was originally going to have him be an actual like traitor, like undercover traitor for like uh, the boss, and then it was going to be like, confrontation between him and Jono and Jono, men having to kill him. But Araki did not like that at all, and he was like depressed over the entire thing, so he decided just to just to have Bruno just leave Fugo just leave.
0: And- yeah. It- I heard about this where, like, I think one of his friends actually passed away. I think it was something and, like that. Either his friend passed away that, or
2: somebody he knew passed away and he just could not bear himself to do that.
0: Yeah, because this is going to tie into the next few episodes we're going to talk about. Because uh, I'm pretty sure this is the last we're going to see of him, barring a new opening. Um, so, oh, yeah.
2: Trader's Requiem.
0: So before we move on to that one, uh yeah, like everyone except Fugo joins in with Bruno. Like we're we're with you, man. We're with you to the end. Uh, pretty good. Uh, how do you guys think they'll be able to beat King Crimson?
2: Like I said, it has to be group effort. If they don't work as a team, they're not gonna be able to beat him.
1: I think someone's stand is going to have to evolve.
0: Uh, So that wraps up the uh, Mystery of King Crimson arc. So now we move on to Clash and Talking Ahead. And before we move on to that, we got a new opening. We got to talk about it. What do you guys think of Trader's Requiem?
2: I like it. i I actually did not like it at first, but after a couple times, I really enjoyed it. I really did. I
1: yeah, liked it because like I like all JoJo openings. Like, yeah, I'm the unpopular guy who liked Chase.
2: Oh, I love Chase too. I like End of the World. End of the World. I liked uh, Bloody Stream.
1: Ah, uh, let's see. Now, don't get me wrong. There's definitely openings I like better than others. Most definitely. Same,
0: same. So for me, like, the first time I listen to it, I'm like, okay, I can get behind this. It's got, like, that little James Bond-esque opening before it kicks in, but the more I listen to it and kind of the more I see the opening animation, this is, like, the first JoJo's OP I kind of want to skip whenever it pops on. Like, I think it might actually be my least favorite one. Which is weird because I didn't think anything was ever going to beat out Chase, but man, it's maybe it's because like I came back from the kick and just like that feeling of heck yeah, fighting gold to mm-hmm. this one, which is like a lot more toned down. And yeah. I'll be honest, like the opening animation really does nothing for it. There's a few scenes here and there, but like the first 30 seconds is just a bunch of recap scenes.
1: Yeah. I, that's, Kind of the one thing I didn't really like well, about it. Well, and who movie. knows? I anticipate eventually there's going to be a certain point where they're going to change, it up, change the opening up again.
0: I hope I so. Wa- I hope so because as well, of this recording – they do that with some of the other parts? They did – yeah, but the thing about the other parts is they did it within the next episode. And as of this recording, we're like six episodes into the new OP, and it's still the same one. And this is even after we had a week break, too. Right. So I'm like, man, I hope this isn't the permanent. Like, they'll probably do something pretty legit for the end, similar to how they did The World and Bites the Dust. We'll definitely be getting something with King Crimson, but like on this one, I like I just am not feeling it that much.
2: I'm kind of yeah, disappointed that they, 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 they didn't like show it, the mm-hmm. shit they didn't show um the new the new uh team that's going to be facing against uh Bru- Bru and the others. That's kind of the point. they they weren't showing the opening.
0: We'll get to that when we get later on of this recording. Yeah. Uh, so we get I believe they're in Venice right now. I believe so uh because at the end of the last episode we heard the message go around that uh look at uh there's essentially a hit on Bruno and the people that defected with him like it's well known the boss yeah. has spread the word so they are being chased down now
2: yeah i think uh, someone i some someone on the phone with one of the members i think his name was Squalo was being told that, hey, that Bruno and Jorno are the two main enemies. There are a few others, but those are two ones we want you to hunt down the most.
0: And we get uh, the hint of the uh, two new guys, and, man, I thought we kept seeing more and more unique stands. They keep shocking me with these. Right. A fish that can go anywhere between liquids. And then talking head... Which... Waiter,
1: there's a murder fish in my soup and cola and everything that's liquid.
0: But then man, talking fucking
1: contact the solution, man, wouldn't that suck?
0: Yeah, man. but then talking head contact like takes over your part. mouth and says, "Never mind, waiter, I'm doing good. Can I get more glasses of water, please?"
1: And not it is not even. just... Hey, wait, I'm food. thirsty and I want to yeah. make one of them. Uh, you know the the humming glasses. I want to do a musical show. Give me every glass of water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is not just the fact that he can control what you say; he can control like your actions too. If if he, if you try to point, like you try to point, like to to where the 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 enemy is, it'll tell you, like it'll it'll get you to get to point the other direction. Like it's just it's just that powerful. <laughs> You yeah. can't even you can't even, you can't even do sign language either cuz cuz it's going to tell you it's going to te- make you do stuff that's not, you know, what you want to do.
0: Right. No, it oh. was and, like oh. it is such a deadly tandem too. Mm-hmm. It's like manipulation to where people like you basically can tell people, "No, I'm good. I'm going to go off to my own." And then the fish guy just like dragging you down. It's whoo. Right.
2: Oh, also fun fact. Um Tizano, the one of the stand users of this episode is actually voiced by the same dude that voiced Seto Kaiba kind of in the Japanese version of Yu-Gi-Oh. Really? Yes, I am not joking. Go look it up.
0: Dang, I'm looking that it up right now. <laughs> Hopefully they can get Eric Stewart for the dub then. Right. <laughs> Kenjiro Suda Setokaiba Kaiba. Hmm? All right Nice Very nice Uh so yeah, what do you guys think of the uh overall kind of fight cuz this is the first time we've had a Norantia episode
1: It was pretty good um I was worried about him. Definitely worried about him. Um, I mean, Aerosmith is probably one of my favorite stands in part four. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's hard to pick a favorite one, but I really, really, really like Aerosmith. And Naranj is a very good character. Right. Um, And I wanted so badly to see him really like kick some more ass, but I guess he kinda got that when he fought uh what's his name? Shrinky Dink. Formaggio. Formaggio, yeah. That yeah.
0: Kind of. Like I said, it's uh, been a while since we've seen Narantia fight. Mm, yeah.
1: But again, you know, JoJo's is also just as much about the uh the cat and mouse uh chasing and you know, trying to avoid getting attacked and you! Yeah. sort of reminded me of part three. Remember when there was the baby? Oh,
0: death thirteen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, we were on the same janks. You owe me a coke, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: We only saw no, uh, It was here. a
1: good one. It was definitely a very, very good one.
0: Right, and it's one of those things. I'm trying to think. When when was the last time we had, like, a tag team duo in terms of, like, the, from the villain's side? Because we've seen a lot, like, two-on-ones, three-on-ones, and this one with the heroes. But, I mean, there was uh, Walking Grateful Dead and Beach Boy. But mm-hmm. it, on that one, it was mainly just, you know, Beach Boy was on the sideline until... Uh, Grateful Dead was taken out, so it wasn't even yeah. a true two on one. Yeah. So, like seeing like the amount of cooperation these two guys have makes you wonder if uh, the rest of the, which, which the elite is- squad is gonna be like that. If they're gonna actually be, you know, smart and not try to take them one at a time, and actually be like, okay, these guys are a threat. We actually have to team up to trying to take them down instead of trying to do. What about the
2: Hangman and
0: Emperor? Man, that's like a season and a half ago at that point. Right? But, yeah, that, I was going to say, like, that's honestly the last real kind of tag team I could think of, besides these two. Because Whole Horse had, like, the other one with the Ongo Bongo brother, but... That kid was constantly under a box that whole episode. Yeah. And it was just whole horse constantly finding ways to hit, hurt himself. So mm-hmm. really not, not a thread like these guys where, hey, I'm going to do the opposite of what I'm trying to intend to do, which at this one, this one is calling for help. And then Guy and Fish is going to drag me and drown me, which... How did Giorno even survive being underwater that long, too?
2: How do you survive having that thing fish in his neck the entire time, too? Yeah,
0: determination in this show may just be code for plot armor at this point, right? But then again, like I've seen parts where, like,
2: someone like some like I remember Paul rapping part three. Was we'll fighting against that noobus guy with the, uh, the the sword and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Him getting cut and you said like this big gash of blood, and you're thinking, yeah, he should be dead from that, but he's not.
0: Oh yeah. But uh God. The the strategy that came up on this one where he cut his own tongue, like ooh, <laughs> oof.
1: Yeah, definitely a brutal body horror moment.
0: Uh huh.
1: I've always been freaked out by the stance that get control, physical control of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we uh, we got quite the stand in this one. Yeah, he should be grateful that
2: that Shorno was even there because otherwise he would never have a time again.
0: Alright. Uh, but uh, this fight we uh we got uh Norantia saying it. His uh battle cry Mm -hmm. towards the end, where they're finally finding ways to outsmart them. Which, man, it's been a while since I've seen this one. But do you guys remember how they injured Fish Guy?
2: Um, they. I remember Narazi was shooting at the fish, but I think he. I think he like he. I think he. Didn't realize he, he, like, he hit him until, like, oh, yeah, he, he got injured. But he also hit Jono as well. And then that's how it led, how him getting hit got led to him uh, tracking tracking down Jono uh, and the fish guy.
0: Right. Because I know because, the rest of the crew got taken out in the kitchen explosion. Which
2: you would think that, you know, they would have way
0: more bruising than just them just being like, oh I'm hurt, you or, know? Or dusty. Yeah, Cause, like... Because that's all it looked like. They, like, no blood, just, like, covered in smoke and dust.
2: Yeah, like, if that was a normal, like, this was, like, realistic, everybody would have been, like, shard or something like that, you know, like, a lost limb or something like that. Right. That
0: uh, but, yeah, he injures Fish Guy, which he's like, okay... And I believe Joran also tells him that uh, the controller of the stand had to have been nearby to be able to control it as well. Yeah. And so it becomes Norantia having to find two guys in an entire tourist city, finding a needle in a haystack. Pretty much. Which every time they came up with an excuse of like, no, he doesn't see us. Here's why. I just like kept laughing. (laughs) I'm like, man, they are really showing the no love here. They really right. think he's just an idiot.
2: And then you see it, and you're like, oh, that's how he did it. And then you're like, oh, that's how he did it. Eek.
0: Oh yeah. And we just get Norantia unloading Aerosmith on them. Really. Oh, lalala, really. Lalala. Hola, there. <laughs>
1: Volare via, indeed.
0: Oh, yeah. That was uh, pretty legit. Seeing someone else say their uh, catchphrase from the crew, because we already got the... Right. So, having played All-Star Battle, I was waiting for Norantius cry to finally show up.
2: I actually like like this version, but I like the one from All-Star Battle. That's just me. But I think the Brunos version of uh, Ivy Verdeci was done better in All-Star Battle, so I have a weird reverse when it comes to what's that that for that? That's fair. Yeah. Not to say I hate Brunos that in this at all. No, I love Brunos. What's that for this?
0: Mm Hmm. No, it's pretty good. Uh, But Overall thoughts on uh, Talking Head and Clash, guys.
1: Good suspense fight. Uh, You know how I like those. Um, Definitely was kind of fun to see. I I like how they put in physical comedy as well. Uh, They really, they really like kind of had. I like how Araki will have fun with his characters, and it's like. Well, since this thing has control of him, it's not even just going to be, oh, I'm going to make him do the opposite. Like, no, I'm going to make him make a damn fool of himself. Right. right? Like, he's, (laughs) he's pissing and, like, being a clown and saying stupid stuff and getting in the way. And everyone's like, what the hell are you doing, Naranj? Knock it off. Quit being stupid. Little do they know. But yeah, oh, yeah, real good stuff. I liked it,
0: Anthony.
2: I definitely enjoy this. Um, I like the partnership between between two uh villains of this, and of course you know that They're that they're like totally like really in love with each other. <laughs> FYI, yeah. in case you didn't wonder. Yeah, You're like oh uh, no, they're like no no, they're just good friends. No, that they're, they're lovers.
0: Oh yeah, they're lovers. Uh, <laughs> It rings me up to an aside. Uh, you guys remember on Twitter a few weeks ago, those two people, like those two models, like walking on the treadmill with the high heels and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Someone posted on there uh, Tiazzo and uh, what was the other guy? Squalo. Tiazzo and Squalo walking up to Norantia like <laughs> <laughs> I, need I was trying to find it on Twitter before we got on here, but like I remember seeing that and just like losing it. It's pretty good. Uh, But before we wrap this up, uh, we got a new opening. We also got a new ending.
2: Yes, I freaking love this new ending so much. Enigma is like... It's like an amazing band. Like, my God.
0: Yeah, no. For me, the thing I enjoy about it is... The visual went back to something that was similar to parts one and two, where you see essentially kind of the stone statues just in the background, Mm -hmm. constantly moving up. But in this one, we see the enemy stands. And as I was looking on there, I saw some other stands that haven't quite made an appearance yet.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So I'm like, okay, so these guys at the bottom are going to be the ones they'll be fighting up soon.
2: Yeah, you have you have the, uh, the the assassins that have already been defeated already. Mm-hmm. You have the new assassins, and as the story continues, you get more and more stands that that appear in the fights and stuff.
0: Yeah, I think my favorite cut on this one is the Sticky Fingers and King uh, King Crimson showdown that's going on. Oh yeah, like Sticky Fingers, like putting up his fist, like you're about to get these hands and. King Crimson having the shit eating smile, like, ah, no, I'm not.
2: He's like, psych, what you
0: thought? And man, it's like, it's a song that actually gets me pumped up where I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I, this is my jam. I can feel this. Right. Like, the opposite of uh, Trader's Requiem where I'm like, ah, I sleep. On this one, I'm like, I wake, let's go kick some ass.
1: I thought it was a pretty good choice. Uh, I wasn't expecting Enigma. because I, I, I haven't thought about Enigma since I saw an old Pure Moods ad on a VHS of some home videos I was watching a while ago. But, um, you know, that aside, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I still like the that's just <laughs> me. Oh,
0: you're, you're, I'm man. the odd man. No you're good, but uh honestly strong couple of episodes that get so, us rolling into the next arc definitely and it's you know we uh we know the gist of it, and uh next episode, I believe we actually start seeing Trisha's stand
1: yep, pretty sure
2: uh, I'm uh, gonna here yeah. someone named notorious B.I.G. B I
0: G B B P A. Sounds like a juicy episode. Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> but uh anyway, guys, that's actually gonna go ahead and do it for this episode.
1: You gotta okay. stand this by your waist. Please don't mess up the place, cause I see some ladies tonight who should be having my baby. Sh- baby, baby. Ding, ding.
0: I love you a big
2: pop.
0: <laughs> and that. Outro, you cannot beat. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining us. We will catch you guys all next time, hopefully with a few more Biggie Small Rhymes. But until then, have a good night, guys. Say good night, everyone.